This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Vayetzei Tavshin Pei Beis. This parsha we find Yaakov getting married, the Shvatim are born, and he works for Rachel for seven years. And then when he gets married, he realizes that Lavan tricked him and he gave him Leah. He goes over to Lavan and says, Lavan, what are you doing? So his famous words, Perach of Tes, Pesach Lavan responds, this is not what's done in our place. To give the younger one before the older one. Sorry, you have to marry Leah. We can't marry Rachel because we don't allow the younger one to get married before the older one. Now what was the reason why Lavan was doing this? Obviously we understand because he wanted Yaakov to stay there and work because he saw the bracha that Yaakov was bringing. But why this taina? Why have all things that he can come up with Lovin was a bright guy. He can come up. He was a professional trickster. Why this one taina that we don't marry off the young one before the older one? Interestingly, the Swarm tell us that there was a taina that Lovin had, and Lovin felt that he was now writing a wrong. He was writing a wrong that happened 94 years earlier. And now is the opportunity to fix that. What was that wrong that, Yaak- that Lavan was now writing? Many years before, nine years before, he hears that someone came to town, and this person, Eliezer, is a wealthy, he's a slave of the wealthy of Ram, and his sister comes running into the house saying that he's here for marriage purposes, and Lavan runs outside to greet him. He's a wealthy man. He's a wealthy man, a slave of Avram. And he's here for marriage purposes. He brings him inside and he hears Lavan, he hears Eliezer talking. And Lavan realized why he was there. Because Avram wants a marriage with someone from his family. We all know that Avram had a daughter named Bakal. He was blessed with a daughter named Bakal. And Lavan realized that Eliezer is here to find the Shidduch for Bakal. And from Avram's family, which means Lavan, he was a Shidduch. He was the one who's going to marry into this wealthy family this Meyuchasdika family, to this royal family, he was going to marry. And he invites Eliezer inside, and the Eliezer comes inside, and he says, I can't do anything until I, until I speak. And he says, okay, go ahead, speak. And he says, Ever of Ramanaychi. He starts to speak about Avram. And then all of a sudden he says, And my, my, my mistress Sarah gave birth to a son for Avram. And that's what I'm here to find a wife for my master's son, Yitzchak. Lovin hears this, his eyes go dark, his heart drops. He says, what? It's not me? It's not me? I was supposed to get the shidduch and now they're, they're scorning me? They're taking my younger sister before me? It didn't matter that they were looking for a girl, not a boy. That's all Lovin realized, it's not me? And that's why Lovin and Basul came up with this plan to kill Eliezer. He felt so scorned. They're ready to get rid of everything. You score me instead of my younger sister. And that's why now, 94 years later, when Eliezer comes for a shidduch, 94 years later, when Yaakov comes for a shidduch, Lovin has been waiting for this day to say, We do not do this over here. Your family already did it once. We don't do it again. Yitzchak, Yitzchak knew about this. And that's why the Pesach tells us by Yitzchak, it says, the Yitzchak loved Esau. 
Yitzhak knew who Esau was. He still felt it's better to give Esau the brachas than to Yaakov. Because Esau was older brother. And he realized he has to go and put in that extra kayak to love Esau. To keep him close. So he shouldn't be scorned. Because if you scorn somebody, you can lose everything. Hashem, of course, felt differently that Yaakov should get the brachas. But look what happened. Esau said is Yaakov. And that's why Yitzchak so much wanted to keep Esau close to him. But he had Yitzchak as Esau. Yitzchak understood how important it is to keep that connection and to show that you believe in somebody. Because that is how you can keep somebody going. That's how you can build somebody up and help that person be successful. And not to love and wait 94 years. He felt scorned, so he's going to get somebody else. A few years ago, there was a Bachar in Yeshiva who unfortunately wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. And he was starting to rope in others as well. Yeshiva warned him. They threatened him. They offered rewards. They tried many different things, but unfortunately, he was just getting worse and worse. And Yeshiva had a meeting, a hollow meeting, and they realized they have no choice but to expel this Bachar. The Rashiva calls the Bachar in, and he speaks to him and explains to him, and he says, you know, we had this discussion many times. Unfortunately, we have no option, but we have to let you go. Well, the Bachar knew that he deserved it, but he was very angry. He had some choice words for the Rosh Hashiva as he turned and he left the Yeshiva. The Rosh Hashiva felt very, very bad. And that week he called him up. He called up the Bachar to say hello. But the Bachar didn't answer his phone. The next week the Rosh Hashiva called him up again. And once again the Bachar didn't answer his phone. Understandably. And the next week the Rosh Hashiva got busy. He wanted to call him, but he got busy and busy. And he forgot about it. And although he thought about him from here and there, but he never actually connected with him. About three years later, the Roshiva went to a simcha, and sure enough, this bachur was there. And he sees the bachur. He was dressed appropriately. He looked like he was doing fine. He was surprised. The Roshiva went over to him, Shalom Aleichem. He says, Aleichem Shalom, how are you? He starts to tell me he's in Yeshiva, he's learning. So the Roshiva was very pleasantly surprised. He says, so nice, looks like you're doing uh, fine. So the kid says, yeah, I'm doing fine. So she says, I'm so happy to hear it. Just tell me, like, what happened? How did you turn yourself around? So the kid says, you know, when you threw me out of yeshiva, I was very, very angry. I was very, very angry. But I got a call from my Rebbe. In fact, my Rebbe called me every single week. And it was his belief in me that I can go and I can be better, I can do what I have to do. And she said, wow, that is amazing to hear. Thank you so much. But she went back to Yeshiva, he went over to this Rebbe, he says, you know, I met this Bachar that we threw out. And the Rebbe says, really, how's he doing? He says, Bachar Shem is doing very well. So the Rebbe says, wow, that's so nice to hear. The Roshiva says to the Rebbe, you know, he attributes it all to you. So the Rebbe says, to me? He says, yeah, all to you. So the Rebbe says, why is he attributing it to me? So Roshiva said, well, he said for three years, you've been calling him every single week. He said that feeling that he got from you, that he gets from you, is what allowed him, enabled him to turn around. So the Rebbe says, I, I can't believe it. So Roshiva says, well, do you call him every week? He says, yeah, I call him every week. So Roshiva says, so there you go, you're call every week. Made the difference. 
So Rebbe says, you don't understand. I call him every week for three years. But not once did that boy ever answer his phone. I haven't spoken to him since he left here. I call him every week. But he's never answered my call. Now though she was really floored. Because he realized the power of caring for somebody, of believing in somebody. This boy was very angry. He was not interested in talking to anybody from Yeshiva. But every week, he would see the caller ID from his Rebbe. My Rebbe wants to have that connection. It was that itself, that caller ID, that kept the Bach going and got it to turn around. And that is the lesson we see from Yitzchak. But Yev Yitzchak as Esau, if you believe in somebody, if you keep the connection with somebody, that person will be built up and that person will succeed. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.